2: Welcome to the Arrowhead Addict Podcast. Please welcome your hosts, Patrick Allen and Matt Verderam.
1: What's up, Chiefs Kingdom? My name is Patrick Allen and welcome to a special bonus edition of the Arrowhead Addict Podcast pretty big surprise for you guys today we weren't planning on this we were planning to drop our next episode on thursday which we still will to preview the big game coming up on monday night football next week chiefs versus ravens we'll get you all ready for that but today we had the chance to sit down with chiefs rookie sensation clyde edwards e lair uh, we had uh, some PR folks reach out to us, some good friends of ours, and uh, they delivered Clyde today. So our guy, our video host here at Fansided, Mark Carmen. Mark is also the guy who introduces us at the beginning of this podcast, Matt Verderham and myself. Uh, Mark got to sit down with Clyde today and ask him a few questions. Really interesting stuff I think you guys will really enjoy. He talked a little bit about what it was like inside the huddle while the Chiefs were trailing the Los Angeles Chargers last weekend. He went into some interesting detail about which NFL players he'd like to swap jerseys with. And uh, really interestingly, towards the end of the interview, Clyde talks a little bit about uh, growing up up with and overcoming a a pretty bad uh, stutter and speech impediment. And he also talks about why he has two last names on the back of his jersey. It's really, uh, really emotional, really interesting stuff. I think you guys are going to dig it. Uh, Clyde's new. We haven't got to hear from him a lot. So this is a, a really neat uh, opportunity to to sit down with him and find out a little bit more about the Chiefs new. Looks like is going to be a really big star for this team moving forward. Uh, I'm going to turn things over to Mark in just a minute, but obviously always have to slide this in. We really need your support and we need that support in the form of reviews on iTunes. If you like what you hear, if you want to make sure you don't miss other cool interviews and special bonus episodes like this, the best way to do that is to subscribe. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, we're on Spotify, we're on Google, Stitcher, Amazon Music, pretty much anywhere you can get your podcast. Make sure you subscribe. And on that episode on Thursday, we are going to be taking reader uh, and listener questions from Arrowhead Addict. So if you would like to have your question featured on the show, the best way to do that is to leave us a review on Apple Podcast. Five stars, please. And uh, after your uh, written review pose a question that you'd like to have us answer on the podcast, Matt and I will try to get to as many of those as we can. Uh, so jump on in there and we'll throw your Twitter handle in there and uh, we'll tag you on Twitter if you make it into the episode. Okay, that's enough of me. That's not what you're here to, uh, to, to listen to today. It's Clyde Edwards-Elair with Mark Carmen. Mark, take it away.
2: Storming that's a word, onto the NFL scene. Clyde Edwards-Elair here with, we should start at the top here, you're here on behalf of Tide during a time when hygiene, for sure, is on the top of most people's minds. Uh, Tide Hygienic Clean, the perfect solution to help facilitate the respected jersey swap tradition for Clyde during the game. Why did you want to jump on this opportunity to work with Tide?
0: Ultimately, a lot of NFL players, like myself, we were excited when we found out that uh that we were gonna be able to, to swap jerseys this year. That was the biggest thing with uh with COVID nineteen. So I'm thrilled that, that Ty Hygienic Clean is able to uh make this game day tradition stay alive. Uh that's something that I've been I've been wanting to do and been scrolling on Twitter since, you know, beginning of high school, seeing uh seeing a lot of NFL guys, you know, swap jerseys and, and being able to Swap jerseys with some of the guys that I that I've you know all, either always wanted to meet or, or play against. So this is uh all still a cool deal, and I'm I'm very appreciative, Ty, for for the gesture.
2: Give me your number one jersey swap desire.
0: Uh, <laughs> my number one jersey swap desire was uh, Darren Sproles. So uh, he ended up not playing this year. All right. Uh, I wanted to I wanted to get that one done, but um my next one my next one in, in in high school I was a big Ezekiel Elliott fan so uh I'm trying I'm going to try to get a I'm going to try to get Ezekiel Elliott my next up will probably be I'll say Patrick Queen I'm just going to have to go with Patrick Queen since since that'll be my next jersey swap uh this upcoming Monday
2: I thought you were going to say Patrick Mahomes can you ask your own teammate for a jersey swap or is that not <sighs> is that not cool I guess <laughs> uh I
0: I I guess it might not be cool. I don't, I don't think I I never seen anybody do it.
2: <laughs> I mean, but that's that's a big time guy right there. Oh yeah.
0: Oh yeah, big time guy. My, but my but my locker's not too far from him. <laughs> and he uh and he asked me the ball, so you know, at least I get that. At least I get that advantage.
2: Did you in your mind at all have the Chiefs as a place you wanted to go to coming into the draft?
0: No, nah, I didn't. I didn't, uh, you know, watching them win the Super Bowl, and you know, you you feel like you feel like, uh, you know, they had a they had Damien at the at the end of the Super Bowl do his thing, and I mean, I was just really just open to to whatever what was going on. I mean, I, I watched them win the Super Bowl. I watched San Fran win the uh, play against him. and um, I never really had a, a favorite NFL team, or, or was just big on you know, just just longing for somewhere to, to go. Um, ultimately, I really just, I wanted the opportunity to play in a in a National Football League and whoever was going to call my name, I just knew I was going to, they were taking a chance with me and I was going to give them my all. So, I'm in Kansas City, Missouri.
2: I mean, that's a whole lot different than in college where you knew you wanted to go to LSU. Let me get to the Tigers in a second here, but uh, I'm just curious because it's a weird thing, right? Damian opts out from playing and this is a new teammate. You're never, you know, you always want to be a good teammate and not be like rooting for things like that. But then you had to know right then, like, okay, my opportunity just got a little bit greater. It's, it had to be an interesting moment for you to realize, okay, there's a lot more in front of me than I originally thought.
0: Oh yeah, it was a, it was a, it was an interesting, you know, couple of days as far as how it went down. But ultimately, you kind of, you, you just felt, you just felt. Um, what was what was kind of happening and, and, and what was going to happen? So I just uh, you know I, I dialed in, tried to dial in even more than than, than what I was. Uh, I tried to do, I wanted to do everything right, uh, understanding that yeah I'm still a rookie, but I need to I need to be able to um, you know all the things that I've learned in my past from from LSU and just in life, put all those things up front and handle my business, and come in and become the, the starting running back for the Kansas City Chiefs and, and do my job.
2: Did you surprise yourself week one? Uh, no,
0: sir. No, sir. <laughs> I didn't surprise myself at all.
2: I mean, that's a big-time play, though. I mean, you, you come in, it's week one, I just got in the NFL, and sweet, I'm a first-round pick, but you're leading the NFL in rushing after week one. I, you didn't have that on your the mirror at home saying, this is my goal after week one, did you?
0: Um, no, that, that wasn't, that one wasn't written on a, uh, (laughs) written on the mirror, but, uh, you know, if ultimately with the things that's, that's written on the mirror, if, if that was one of the things that kind of fell into it, then I was willing to to take it full speed ahead and and roll with it. So that's just one of those things and still preparing to to do more.
2: Yeah, for sure. What's it like being in the huddle with Patrick Mahomes when you guys are down 17 to six on the road? What was going on there?
0: Everybody's. Still calm, still composed. Pat still calm, still composed, and 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 we just we're telling each other, you know, one play at a time, and and you can't you know score one touchdown and then expect to to have the lead at that at that moment. So we knew we had to put some drives together, and and ultimately, if you don't uh, if you don't put one drive together, then the next one doesn't even count. So we were just focusing on the next play.
2: Yeah, how are him and Joe Burrow similar? Composure.
0: Two guys who, who've been in some, you know, pressure moments, and, and they know that that they are the guys, and, and they know that they have to make a play. They always seem like they're just chilling in the huddle, or, or just during the game. Just the way they, the way they carry themselves, the way they make calls, the way they see see things, and, and pressure moments is is something of, uh, you know, I've, I've ultimately I'm. You know, grateful for the fact that I, that I was able to be around two guys like that, and and to to be on teams with both of them. So I would say that's the similarities.
2: Yeah, have you seen either of those guys get on teammates who maybe weren't doing things exactly right? Um, yeah, I see him get on teammates, but it's but it's
0: ultimate. It's it's never it's never like a a, a get on as far as a, a down talk. It's always a, a get on as far as a uplift, if that makes sense. So it's never it's never negative. If you can put it like that.
2: Sure, for sure. You're trying to lift guys up, lift the team up. I, I I get it. How good can Joe Burrow be in your mind? As good as Joe
0: Joe Burrow wants. Uh, he's he's one of those guys who can who can put something in his head and and do it. And that's that. Like it's it's just plain and simple. As simple as that. Joe's one of those guys. Is once everybody once everybody can can catch Joe's wave, then it's a it's it's forever flowing. And, and that's that's one of those things that, that Joe brings.
2: Clyde Edwards-Hilaire with us here working with Tide for a couple more minutes. We appreciate the time. All right, two things. I think more and more people are obviously going to be learning about your story and um, the reason why you have two names on the back of your jersey, your your biological dad being in prison and now out, and Hilaire coming in too, and it's so emotional for, for both of them. And – I'm wondering what it's been like. Uh, who called you first after you know your first game in the NFL? And it's it's really a, just a phenomenal story how you're honoring both both of your your dad, so to speak.
0: Yeah, uh, man, it's it's all just crazy. It's all it's all super emotional. It's you know being able to to just you know send them a picture and they have you know their names on the back of the NFL jersey, something that, that they you know didn't even think was possible and you know to to just do that and and display it in a in in the way that I am I feel like I feel like the only thing that I can do is just is just honor both of them in the things that I do, so I just try to do everything right and and show that you know that I was you know born into born to a great person and 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 ultimately you know raised by a great a great person also and and that's that's pretty much is what I want to show. Great men can. It doesn't always have to be a, a a battle or people being against each other. You know, people can come together at the end of the day and have something positive to to look at and look forward to.
2: They're high five at each other, watching you, right?
0: <laughs> exactly.
2: <laughs> Did you get picked on, Clyde, when you were growing up? Like, hey, your dad's in prison, like that type of stuff.
0: No, I didn't get I didn't get picked on about that. I, I actually had a bad uh, stuttering problem. I used to I used to stutter horribly, um, to the point where I used to, you know, hit on my leg and hit on my hip and everything to try to get words out. I was uh you know, one I had a bad speech impediment, really didn't start talking fluent until I say like sophomore year of high school. So uh that was what I was picked on picked on for.
2: Yeah, I'm up against the clock here. I think I got to let you go, but let me just ask you one last question: How did you get? How did you get through that, Clyde? Super interesting.
0: Um, I I kid you not. One day I kind of just was kind of just talking normal. I guess was, something just clicked. I just had to slow down. Or, or the biggest thing I had like this: I had an interview after like a NUC football camp, and um, and that was that was my first time not actually like stuttering during a during like just talking to somebody normally my first interview ever after winning some like little mvp award and i can't so that was that was the first time
2: hey Clyde, i can't wait to talk to you more congrats on your success keep it rolling working with ty today and uh hey have a lot of fun out there all right
0: all right thank you i really appreciate it
2: it is my pleasure